Thanks for listening to this Small Town Theologian special. This bonus content comes from other Reformed pastors, theologians, and servants of Christ who have valuable thoughts to offer you. You may not recognize their names or ministries, but these faithful servants have good things to say for your comfort. Give their words careful thought, and may your life be shaped by what you learn. I've known Keith Evans for years, and he's a man I deeply respect. Keith got his B.A. in psychology and Christian thought from my alma mater, Grove City College. I learned to know Keith through church, and as Keith and his wife, Melissa, served with me in student ministry. He also obtained his Master of Divinity with counseling concentration from Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary, or RPTS, in Pittsburgh, also my alma mater. He's also a Ph.D. candidate from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary with a Biblical Counseling major and a THM in Christian Ethics. Pittsburgh is a great city. Go black and gold. And that's where Keith and his family serve the Lord. Not only is Keith ordained in the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America, the denomination that runs Geneva College and RPTS, Keith also serves as a professor of biblical counseling and the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute at RPTS. I encourage you to check out more of Keith's work at rpts.edu and gentlereformation.com, a blog where Keith is a regular contributor. Links are in the show notes. As I mentioned earlier, Keith is married to Melissa. They've been married for over 16 years and have four daughters. Keith enjoys working on various home projects like renovations and building a patio, outdoor fireplace, and pizza oven, which all sound quite delightful. Keith has an encouraging word for us today on the topic of anxiety. Please give him your ear. He has helpful and comforting things for you. Well, greetings, friends. My name is Professor Keith Evans, and I'm Professor of Biblical Counseling at the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Jonathan Shirk's alma mater. And I have the wonderful privilege of talking to you briefly here today about the topic of anxiety. Anxiety is one of those topics that we've all experienced to one degree or another, and we all have our opinions about as far as where it comes from, what it is, how do we handle it, how do we manage it. And the question often arises, what is it? Is it physical? Is it exclusively physical and we treat it only with physical solutions? Or is it spiritual? Is it only spiritual? Is it always sin and only sin? Or is it some combination thereof? And we're thankful that the Lord speaks very clearly in his word to the topic of anxiety. In fact, he speaks throughout of do not be anxious, do not let your hearts be troubled, do not worry, do not fear, fear not. And you might think, well, I've just added an extra category there when dealing with anxiety. We can see how anxiety and worry or letting our hearts be troubled, we can see how they're the same thing. But what about fear? And what we really see is fear is just the larger category, the umbrella category, and anxiety is a subset of fear. And we are called regularly in the scriptures to fear rightly, to fear the Lord and to not fear the things that we shouldn't fear. And anxieties are those nagging worries, those, those nagging fears that are maybe a little bit more subtle than the, the larger, uh, greater fears that we might experience. But if the Lord is regularly telling us not to be anxious, not to worry, not to fear, it's because he knows our frame and he knows that we have a tendency toward these things. 
He knows our weaknesses. He knows our proclivities toward worrying and fretting about these things. And so he's calling us to rule over them, to subdue them, actually, to the lordship of Christ. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's an impossible command. How could he possibly be asking us not to be anxious? It's an impossibility. And yet there are commands, again, throughout Scripture that on the surface are seemingly impossible, and yet with the Spirit's work are possible. Take, for instance, a really basic one. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Well, friends, in our trespasses and sins, we're not able to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from the work of the Spirit, enabling us to see the loveliness of Christ and supplying us with the faith needed even to lay hold of Christ and to receive this precious gift, it's impossible for me to obey that command. And so what is otherwise an impossible command is possible by the work of the Spirit. Or take, for instance, another one. That's a related one, but uh, repent, that we're called to repent. Now, you might think, well, that's very simple. Uh, All we have to do is say, I'm sorry, and that's repentance. And yet the way the scriptures speak is repentance is an impossibility apart from the work of the Spirit, that the Spirit is the one who works repentance in us. So even these commands that are otherwise impossible are possible with God. Well, so too do not be anxious or be anxious for nothing. As the Lord speaks through the various things that we tend to be anxious with and toward, we see uh, our stature, our length of days, the number of hairs on our head, what we will eat and what we will wear. He knows that we have a tendency to worry about these things. Uh, As people reach middle age, We start to wonder, how long will my days be? Or, oh man, my hairline is starting to recede, number of hairs on my head. And we worry about how we look and how we dress and all of these types of things. He knows our frame. And yet when he tells us, do not be anxious and do not worry about these things, these are not bare commands or heartless commands. And he's just saying, stop it. Would you stop being so worrisome? And would you stop being so fearful? No, It's a very loving and tender command. We know this from Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 is probably my favorite place where Jesus speaks of anxiety. And in Luke 12, verses 22 through 32, it's the parallel account to what we see in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, of course, do not worry about what you will eat or what you will wear. Look at the birds of the air and look at the lilies of the field. Does your father not care for you so much more than the birds or the flowers? Well, in Luke's parallel account, he goes through much the same thing. He talks about our stature. He talks about our length of days. He talks about the number of hairs on our head and so forth, uh, what we will wear and so on. But he says this at the end in verse 32, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Isn't that precious? Isn't that tender? We see that this isn't a bare and heartless command. Would you quit your worrying? Would you stop all of your anxiety? No, do not fear a little flock. My flock, my sheep, my precious ones who are part of my sheepfold, who know my voice, whom I laid down my life for, my little flock, do not fear. You don't have to be afraid. Well, that sounds nice, Jesus, but, but why don't we have to be afraid? And he tells us, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
Do you see what Jesus is saying? It is the Father's good pleasure to give you everything. Look around. Everything will be yours one day. Think about the new heavens and the new earth that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what awaits us, and yet it's all yours. What Christ has earned by his perfect obedience, it's the Father's pleasure to give you it all. And so it's like an argument from the greater to the lesser. If it's your Father's good pleasure to give you everything, <laughs> the whole kingdom, that you need not worry about anything. Well, how much more so these little things that we tend to fret over, our height and our length of days and the number of hairs on our head, the, what we will wear and what we will eat and so on. We need not worry about these things. Instead, we should seek first the kingdom of heaven and he'll add all of these things unto us. It's an argument from the greater to the lesser. Because you see what Christ has done is he has taken our portion that we've earned and he has drunk that cup of wrath to its dregs. That's what we've earned the cup of God's wrath, and he's consumed it all. And he has given us his portion. He has rightfully, by his perfect obedience, earned us the kingdom. And he's saying, I've took it, taken your portion. <laughs> I've consumed that to its dregs. And now here, friends, I give you my portion that I've rightly earned. So then why worry about any of these lesser things? Friends, this is the beginning of how we can rule over our worries and our anxieties. Does our Heavenly Father not know all of our needs? And does He not sufficiently supply and care for us? If it's His good pleasure to give us everything, how much more so? These lesser things, by comparison. We serve a good and faithful and gracious and merciful God. And it's in light of His fatherly care over us that we need not fret about these day-to-day -day things. Well, thank you for considering, friends. Blessings. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you really appreciated Keith's message today on anxiety and that it brings comfort to your heart. Please check out rpts.edu and gentlereformation.com so you can check out Keith's work. Also, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and tell someone about this episode. Pass it uh, to, to them through email or post it on social media. I hope you've been blessed and put it to good use. God bless you.